0: a British thing. Maybe it's English, English. Yeah, mule. English mule. Yeah, English
1: mm, mule. Okay.
0: The Welsh are like, beer drinkers, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, they would be so mad if you referred to them as English. I know, I know. I always, I always
0: forget that the UK is actually uh, three or four independent nations. I don't remember if Prince Edward Island counts as a nation. That's why I say three or four. Otherwise, it's Scotland, Wales, and England.
1: I... Fully mistook Prince Edward Island for Little Saint James and went. Oh, well, that would be easier for or Prince Jeffrey Island.
0: Oh yeah. boy, it'd be easier. I, for... Well, you know the British are notorious for boy fucking at all of their universities and what? prep schools. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the The tradition of pedophilia, especially gay pedophilia, is really more of a British thing. At least Epstein's was straight and arguably a phobophilia. Uh, now I'm. It doesn't depending. make it better. Yeah, I know. No. Well, no. Listen. We, we Americans got to give ourselves credit for some things.
1: All prep schools and all boarding schools are just like... They're fuck know, factories for they're parliament little...
0: members. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, no, but also like, you know, very strange uh, homoerotic uh, hazing rituals as part of the thing. Yeah, of course. Of like course. every school has its own skulls where they're jerking off in a coffin. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, it's also much like a Navy ship when you're in a single gender oh, environment viral. for that long prison rules take over. Okay. And the more and more institutionalized that becomes over the centuries, that's how you get to the, uh, the skull fucking with the candles,
1: oh, and things like this. I would imagine.
0: No. I'm just guessing. I've never been a part of one of these. Teenage organizations.
1: boys are not lighting any candles.
0: I don't know. In college, they would. They definitely do. What? Uh, remember, What was that organization that George W. Bush was in in college? The skulls. Uh, it was called something else. Something in bones.
1: Skull and Bone Society. Was it just
0: Skull and Bone Society? The movie was the
1: skulls. That seems
0: so cartoonish that I can't imagine that that's the right name. But I'm sure you're right.
1: I mean, you've met people from Yale. Are they that creative? No. There you go. Yeah. Just. You that, know. Was, that was it. Interesting. <laughs> oops. That was a deep dig. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if I know you and you went to Yale. I. You know.
0: You know. Yeah. Well, it's think- not your fault, guys. It's the institutional decay. It takes
1: place in Ivy Leagues too. Also, you live in New Haven. It's gray and gross, and you only have pizza as your export. Pizza is the number one export of Connecticut. Pizza
0: and uh, of New Haven. elderly. Yeah, well. Yeah. Mm. In fact, I don't actually know what a Connecticut's economy is predicated on. Not that that's a very interesting topic, but come to think of it, I'm like, wait, do they just make all their money on property taxes? Like, What mm-hmm. do they actually do in that state?
1: Colleges, property tax, and they probably double tax like Jersey to get all the New York money out of people.
0: I guess so. And they have the casinos there. Oh, it yeah, makes the, the casinos yeah. make more sense now yeah. because there's really nothing else going on so you got to get your economy jump started somehow. Oh yeah,
1: they have shitloads of malls, casinos mm-hmm. and then
0: cuz you know like like Massachusetts obviously has Boston which nowadays has like a minor tech sector and always had like white collar jobs, but western mass was industrial for most of this country's history. So they actually yeah. had like textile manufacturing and stuff. They still do. Yeah, to some extent, but there's I was wondering f- if that trickled down to Connecticut. I would imagine it probably does. There,
1: did yeah, because there yeah, there's the tech corridor, but on the other side of the tech corridor is the shoe corridor because that's like New Balance's like home office. Wait, has, in,
0: in in Massachusetts you're mm-hmm. saying now? Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's a whole strip of like shoes, American hmm. heritage shoes. That's interesting. Alden is up there. I think, or the upstate New York. Weird.
0: They just ended up getting fixated on Boston. Cause it was like cobblers, cobblers. back in yeah. the day. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. That's how you get it. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah. So anyway, I'm I don't not, know. I'm don't not what...
1: wanting to like shake with history now. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good I, job that's guys. That's
0: fine. I'm just, I was just trying to figure it out. I don't know why I got fixated on the uh, uh, economics and politics of I think there's a Facebook office up there too. In Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is. There I don't know why they have tech stuff. I don't know why they must have had Harvard. Had well, no, I think it was probably some sort of tax incentive thing cuz Harvard's not known for putting out tech people and venture capitalists. That's not what Harvard. Didn't Zuckerberg for. go to Harvard? Oh, he probably did. Yeah. But go. I mean, but he was the first one. It's not like that school was like, "Hey, we try to encourage like
1: Uh, But they do, like, biotech and shit like that, I'm sure. I guess so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I always just think of Harvard as a more academic place. It's like a place for future professors, lawyers. No. Business. Harvard Business is a good school. Oh, yeah, Harvard Law. But I don't think of it as, like, particularly forward-looking. Like, you know, do they have, like, a coding department? I think they sell you on the
1: the historicity of it because it's Harvard. Well, I think
0: it's (sighs) good to go to Harvard no matter what. But I learned recently that, actually, the uh, graduate degree and above... Are really the only th- prized things from Harvard. And I guess that's. If you go there
1: for undergrad, you are overpaying for nonsense. Yeah.
0: To some extent, that's true of all the Ivies. Like, mm. actually having a bachelor's from an Ivy League school is really not yeah, that important. No. It's way more important to have your master's from yes. said schools.
1: Except, like, well, I don't know. I mean, people go mm. there
0: for undergrad. It's not as if it's not prestigious, but like you said, you're just paying for the same basic curriculum you could get at a community college. A lot of
1: Harvard is free, though.
0: Really? Yeah. I, the thing is, I think that it, it's free for graduate students and doctoral students. That's where they make the money. Well, they make the money on them by making them work for low pay. That's how all universities oh, yeah. make money on grad students. They siphon the money from the undergrads, though. Yeah. And then no, it but goes Harvard, to pay for Harvard prestigious Harvard underwrites graduates. a
1: lot of things. So, like, if you get into Harvard, it's basically free. They're just like, you're smart enough. Might as well get this for free.
0: I mean, they're like, they have such an unlimited endowment Oh, yeah. I think even relative to other Ivy, League, oh, no, Ivy have... League schools, like, Harvard's never running out of money. They're like the Catholic Church.
1: But they love to fundraise because they're like, oh, our endowment, it's almost a trillion dollars, but we're sad. Can we have more money? Is it really that high? Were you just making that up? No, it's a lo- It's hundreds of billions of dollars. Wow, wow. Because it's old. Mm-hmm. All the Ivies are old. That's, like, the oldest money in the country.
0: Yeah, I understand that. I just, I just never bothered to look into it and yeah. figure out how much is a lot. It was a lot, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, of course they're going to fundraise. Also, because I would imagine a lot of their alumni end up being very, very successful, oh yeah, and wanting to be in the Harvard Club. Well, and, you want
1: a—that's
0: oh, easy. But like, you just—I'm ha- just saying that that with that lifestyle comes you want a building named after you. Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not even talking at that level, but I think it would be looked down upon to like be a prestigious Harvard alum that never gave back to the institution. Oh yeah, that you would get shamed. It's like that at every school, but it just just so happens that. Most other schools don't put out that many successful people relative to,
1: oh yeah, the
0: hordes that come through the gates.
1: Yeah, they pump out millionaires versus hundred thousandaires. Mm-hmm. So, right. But they also already were millionaires.
0: So, yeah. Well, well, and I think us liberal arts people have a real chip on our shoulder about donating to schools that are basically private for-profit institutions. Oh, in the guise of uh, helping young people.
1: Our one alma mater will never get a red cent from me. Oh, of course not. Absolutely not. I also think that they will probably close in like two years, and we'll be like scad.
0: Do you have reason to believe that, or it's just a hunch?
1: It costs a lot of money, and they—I don't think they paid for their expansion.
0: Really, they—they they did that on debt. Uh, I mean, I would imagine they did it on debt to some degree, some but I didn't—I didn't realize it would like put them in danger because they also deaccessioned an entire half their campus to do it. Oh yeah, I would imagine it kind of paid for itself on some level. Uh,
1: uh.
0: Not to mention the sky high tuition and small staff. It's not like the people that work there are raking in all that money.
1: No, uh, Some of them are your presidents. Yeah, your yeah, provost, sure, sure, sure. Or, yeah. But also you're the I think I overheard like keeping a glass studio running is like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year just to keep it on. I believe that.
0: Yeah. The energy bill is gotta be astronomical.
1: It's stupid. You yeah. can't you
0: can't turn off those furnaces. No. Otherwise, it gets too cold. So, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, but that's the thing. They'll just eliminate their novelty programming.
1: Mm, yeah. Like, uh,
0: yeah, and just basically become a school for industrial design, which uh, they already yeah. are. Yeah. And maybe they'll put a little extra money into tech stuff, which they've already been doing. Yeah. Like animation. And then they, you know, so I'm I'm and agreeing just... with you to some extent that they will just become like a trade school. Yeah. And not an art school really anymore, although they'll still call themselves that. Yeah. And maybe they'll have a painting and drawing department because that doesn't cost shit to run.
1: It doesn't cost shit. And, you know, you can always teach rich kids to paint, as a y. sage once said to me. And I went,
0: it's unbelievable. <sighs> oh, my God. Yeah, we, we I don't want to name that particular name. Everyone knows who that is. But Jesus fucking Christ, man. How how dare you the say darkest, that? To you? The yeah.
1: darkest shit I've ever heard in my life. I know we'll it. just say <sighs> a
0: former professor of Will and ours said that to him. <sighs> <laughs> you know she's not wrong that's the thing she's it's not like, wrong, she's but, not it's wrong like, but the, the naked the naked cynicism is always a slap in the face that's tough
1: but i think that's one of those things that's why you like know that it, that's what's happening and then you go i gotta get the fuck out of this place yeah i think that's part of it where you are just like well that was their mo you just take rich kids money to teach them how to paint you're like uh-huh yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah that's the problem is they
0: ended up taking a lot of not rich kids money to do it for ding, the most
1: ding, part ding ding yeah. hi hi mm-hmm.
0: Well, anyway, welcome to Green and Lewis, 10 minutes in. This is going to be kind of a fun one. This is the way that I like to podcast, because I haven't seen you in a while, Mm -hmm. with the exception of yesterday, but I haven't talked to you in a while at at any length.
1: A lot happened in the time I was at the beach, or I drove to the beach when I got back, apparently in the news. Today?
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, you're talking about K-Hive. Oh, boy. The K-Hive victory. (laughs) They pulled it out of the fire, guys. Good for you.
1: Um, I literally took one swipe on social media and went oh yeah oh we're doing that now and then also oh you're doing that oh you got okay i'm done um
0: (sighs) it is surprising seeing the people that are really gung-ho about it i saw a post about someone well i don't know should we even talk about this i don't even i
1: don't even think so i do want to show you this one photo because it's kind of funny
0: doing visual bits on the podcast again yeah i mean those started cropping up right away for for reference we're looking at a photo of um bernie getting arrested of bernie getting arrested the iconic photo from the 60s of him at a protest but the cops have been replaced with biden and kamala yeah Yeah. i saw a lot of that going on yeah well it's one of those things that i did the same thing man i took i took a look at instagram and i was like oh okay i guess that's who it is and then i was like not looking at instagram for the rest of the night
1: that's probably a good idea and
0: i pretty much stuck to that i opened it you know how you're sort of like blankly staring at the fridge sometimes when you're on your phone what? by which i mean you're you know when you're at the fridge and you open the door and you're like what was i looking for again oh no and no. then you just look in there and then you close it we have very different
1: relationships with fridges
0: I, yeah well you're always on a mission anyway
1: I did, that, I did that i did that with instagram sense.
0: and i was like oops oh yeah that's why that's why i wasn't doing this okay uh-huh. never mind turn it off
1: mm.
0: yeah i mean who cares man it's not not changing what i'm gonna do uh, th- the thi- hmm. That's the thing that makes it so boring. Is like, I don't think this is changing anybody's mind one way or another. Hmm. It does make people that were already mad mad. Yeah. And it makes people that weren't mad very gun ho
1: Or it makes people who are indifferent just go, oof, even more indifferent.
0: Yeah. I mean, it just makes me go, yeah, pretty much that's what I thought was going to happen. And, well, I guess I'm in the same place that I was before. Hmm. What difference doesn't even make to me? Ah, stasis. Yeah. Mm. Um. I was checking one person's particular Instagram page, though, and so far nothing has cropped up, but we'll have to talk about that later. Does this
1: person do uh, airbrush things on shapes? Hey, 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 No, 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 no. I have to cut this part out. You're not
0: very good at at black boxing, a very obvious reference anyway.
1: I also don't give a fuck. I know you don't, but come on. Just, you I need think, to relax. I think some sentiments are shared as well amongst the listeners. I'm listener sure they share. are,
0: but it, you'd be surprised. Like Even with the few listeners that we have, the <sighs> range of what people talk about is what worries me. Not oh. that it would have any particular impact on my life. I just don't want to be mean. Who gives a shit? You know, that wasn't mean, it was just an identifier. You don't want to identify them is what I'm saying because mm. the person is a fucking clown that's constantly embarrassing themselves. See, that's mean. It's funny. To, yeah, well, <laughs> now you you cracked <laughs> that. You see, cracked that egg see, all over d- the kitchen. you did floor. the
1: mean. I didn't do any mean. I just went, you know, the the yeah. things. Um So, I, I don't know. I was very like zen all day. Past two days been real zen and shit. Um, oh, that's
0: nice. Yeah. Like it got, probably tends to happen when you're mostly by yourself, you know.
1: Yeah, I got to throw do some activities, and then the you know the work site was by the beach. So I'm a big fan. I I hi, again continuing the endorsements. I have to highly endorse night beach. It's a great idea. Everyone should do it. And I don't mean like night night beach. I mean like well, it's like five thirty beach, evening beach. You go there, and you know sun's kind of setting, tides yeah. a little higher. Sure. Love it's pretty warm in the shallows. Do you go in the
0: water at, at Night Beach? Yeah, you do. Uh-huh. It's warm enough at this point oh, in the yeah. year that it's not uncomfortable.
1: Oh yeah, it's fine. It's a little refresher. Mm-hmm. Got about thirty to forty minutes of swamming in, and then you just like no dicking around with like, oh, let me hang out in the sun. It's like no, I'm here to do one thing: jumping in, getting out, getting gone. It's great.
0: Yeah, I can't I can't object to that, especially if you're in the neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, the thing that puts me off ever doing Night Beach is, like, I feel like I got to get psyched up for the beach, and also, like, the trip there is kind of part of it, and mm. the trip back is kind of part of it. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a thing to do, you know? It's oh. a more major activity than just go, just going swimming. That's not the that's only true. part of it I'm in it for. Yeah. But, you know, if it's
1: convenient for you, anybody with a car, yeah, just head on down there. Who cares? Yeah, if it's five, if it's less than five minutes away, I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I treated myself to... We won't talk about it. We talk about fast food too much, so never mind. I'm sure you treated yourself to something
0: nice. I mean, to my surprise today, speaking of opening the fridge, um, I opened the fridge and I did a quick count of how many deli containers full of various dips were in there. It's and five. It's six. Oh. Plus prosciutto. Oh, yeah. Plus cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, plus a bean dip, it's, it seems that you made. Oh, no. that's or part of a can of refried beans or That was, that was or part something. of a, a burrito. And then there's day. two other, like, just ancient leftover dips. Those have to get there. thrown out. I was like... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, just, I just thought that the six dips was a little much for one man. Listen. You can't possibly eat all that dip.
1: I, I told you you have any dips. I
0: did. I indulged in some of the dip today. Yeah, there's... The I, problem is I don't eat things like that on, on a regular basis. I uh, like it every once in a while as a treat, but even, even with me helping you, with the yeah. small contribution I can make to chipping into it... <sighs> well... I mean, come on, man. It's like 12 pounds of dip. <laughs> Think about it that so, way. It's repulsive. So, but like, let's,
1: let's do, let's back this up a little bit. Sure. You have to give some context. Where are these dips from? The dips are from Stu Leonard's, which I approve of. Okay. So like, it's that kind of Famous thing. Famous
0: Connecticut grocer.
1: But this one was in New York. Really? Upstate New
0: York somewhere? Rockland County.
1: Barely oh, right. over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super, very close. So I'm like, oh, there's a Stu Leonard's in, oh, okay. Okay. But then I had that, like, you know, Kill Bill, like, warning thing in my ears of, like, I'm never coming back here ever again. Goodbye at all. (laughs) Um, But they didn't have certain things. So, like, the Elote spread wasn't there. Uh,
0: Oh, I see what you're getting at. So you had to compensate by buying more of lesser dips. Yes. Yes.
1: You know, I, want, I almost got, like, a crab I mean, you, dip, know, you know, it's it's
0: a real red flag for me that I can just get on your fat ass wavelength, <laughs> like, so quickly at this point. We've talked about it so many times that I'm like, yeah, I, you know what? In will logic, I know exactly where you're going uh-huh. with this story.
1: Like, they didn't have certain things, so I went, okay, I guess I'm going to have to get this. Oh, okay. I've seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, they didn't have... I, I actually also had uh, the cider donut holes in my hand mm-hmm. and went, no, that's too much. And then got three bags of chips instead of just one. Um, See, that's the thing. Because they didn't have the rosemary I stopped short of
0: congratulating you on putting down the baked good. Because that seems like a step in the right direction. But at the same time, I knew there was going to be some follow-up there. And yeah, three bags of chips later. Instead of one. I I would have
1: just got the one, but I was like, I don't know what I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) want. Well, I mean, you do have 12
0: pounds of dip. I don't even think three bags (laughs) is enough. One bag's already dead. You're going to have to re-up pretty soon.
1: No, I also got flatbread. Oh, that's nice. That's always good for dips.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, Stew Leonard's is great and everything. It, it's just sort of shocking. I was only thinking about it today because I had to go grocery shopping and oh. I was like, the fridge is literally full of dip. <laughs> the whole fridge is full of dip right
1: now. Uh-huh. I also did the... I fucked up. I got the sweet sopressata instead of the hot. Well, it's not necessarily a fuck up. Mm. Sweet can be good. Yeah, it's not as good. But, like, I, I realize why, like, the joy... Springs out of me, in a place like that. It's because Dean DeLuca has been closed for almost a year now, and like all of that fat, rich fuckery, I just I just can't get it anymore. So now it fills like the hole in my heart, the chicken pot pie sized hole in my heart is yeah. filled with dip. Okay,
0: I mean I I suppose I understand that. I guess I just don't understand the fondness for Dean and DeLuca, given that like. I don't think the entire time we've lived in New York, just 10 years now, that Dean and DeLuca has been what it once was. I never thought it was that interesting or great of a place. I liked to go there to get a coffee before going to a museum or something, but it wasn't like, I don't think their food was particularly good. I think you like the bougie sort of experience of it. But Stu Leonard seems more appropriate to you because it's a little more down home and kitschy.
1: Downtown in, K- in Kiji, but some of those dips were like seven dollars, and I was like, Phew! "I okay.
0: think not only does it fulfill the chicken pot pie ho- sized hole, it sort of created that hole in a way." I don't think De- I don't think Dean and De- Dean and Deluca was like a uh, uh, espresso sized hole.
1: No, I listen i I worked downtown for many, 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 many years. Dean I De- forgot about that. Dean and yeah. Deluca kept me sustained and alive for almost six years, so you know
0: i don't know man i guess what i'm trying to say is is get another hobby i mean having an o- over fascination with grocery store chains Love is it. is i don't it's gloriously american i do have to give you that <laughs> i think in all honesty you know as long as we're going through our deranged uh situation as a nation hey you're doing the right thing
1: i'm doing the softest thing right literally but like can you imagine Soft like middle <laughs> Soft middleless thing.
0: Can you imagine going to like Paris or Rome and trying to have a conversation with an Italian or a Frenchie about like their favorite local grocers? Like, I don't even think they would have the same concept of it that but you do.
1: But here's the thing: probably would ask like, "Oh, what's your favorite patisserie? Like, where do you, where sure, do you where do you go?" That's what's really your different.
0: That's really different because you're you're asking about particular things, and like each one of those is not going to be a chain. More than no, likely, it's yeah. going to be completely unique. That's yeah. just a totally different thing than being like, yeah, regional chain grocery stores are my obsession. That only exists in Ameri- America. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, that's a deeply American problem. Yeah. But, you know,
0: we do what we can. Well, you replaced one with the other. And you know what? I would give Stu Leonards my vote over Dean and DeLuca any day. I think any red blooded American would feel similarly.
1: So, I don't know. I feel like most. More
0: power to you. We We want fucking animatronic singing vegetables. They were we're actually working in
1: this one. I was like, yes, yeah." they were on. I also think, like, you know, I don't think every red-blooded American would, because they're like, no, it's not a stop and shop. Fuck you. This is some fancy bullshit. Oh,
0: I mean, I'm not talking about the Hoggies. The Hoggies, they only like...
1: But even in Rockland County, the Hoggies were loving it, and I went, whoa, this is wild. Well, because to them, it's the same...
0: Yeah, you know, that's just what they grew up around. That's what they're used to. Yeah. When people are telling you that they only want to shop at Stop and Shop or Giant Eagle or Food whatever, and stuff. it's because they are they have a they have a sense of nostalgia for it that has to do with comfort. I guess. You know, I think yeah. most Americans don't like change. No. You know. No. Yeah. So there you go.
1: Oh, that explains our current situation swimmingly.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. It really does.
1: what do you mean i got to wear a piece of fabric? I'm
0: just going to repeat it because I'm not going to be able to get it out of my head if I don't. But uh, last week's Friday episode of Chapo, they put this perfectly. They said that uh, Biden, both candidates running in this election, right, are the dying of the American empire one way or another. Hmm. Trump is the delusional one that says, what are you talking about? We're not dying. We're still great. We're going to keep being great, right? Hmm. So on one hand, you have that. And on the other hand, you have Biden, who's like, hey- we're dying, but just die with me. Remember the good times when my dad drove his big car? Oh, you know. And I think that's exactly right. Well, that's what's depressing about today when you see like younger people that are like, "Yay, Kamala Harris." You're like, "Wow, you guys are just want you guys also just want to die and be nostalgic?" Did you forget about all the protests about police? I guess you did. Yeah. It's amazing just watching those men.
1: It's a lot of white people going,
0: "Yeah, Kamala." It is. I, yeah, I saw. I saw some POCs too, but in any case, we should get off this topic yeah. because nobody likes me talk about this, and I frankly don't give a fuck yeah, fair. anymore. But yeah, it the mental gymnastics are maybe the more compelling angle. It's like, wow, you guys really. Yeah, this is fascinating. Sitting sitting in the back seat, kind of going like, all my friends and mom and dad, you'll just turn on a dime. Doesn't matter what happens. Hmm. They could run fucking Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. And if he was the vice presidential candidate, Libs would figure out a way why actually the Joker was woke now and wasn't going to cause mass shootings. Like,
1: it would happen. You can just see it happening right in front of you. Yeah, but remember that time, like, that was everyone's fear and then it didn't happen? Yeah, of course. And then even, like, you know, lefty people were like, "Mm, it's a fine movie. No one cares. It's also kind of a bad movie. It's fine, you know? Whatever. It's
0: it's It's a dumb Hollywood movie. It never should have got as much talk as it did. No. You know? Well, anyway, we tried. You know, I was in Ohio. Yes, this I have politics on the brain because I had a real busy weekend. You know, mm-hmm. and I ended up seeing a lot more of my family than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. For reference, I went there because my sister, well, yeah, baby, was there, and so. my nieces were there. So that part of the family, I knew I was. Yeah, would they didn't see. come
1: to see you; they came to see baby. They
0: did, they did. But everybody kind of showed up um, the one night, and it was kind of fun because it was a it was a good down home like family. Shindig, where everybody got a little turnt. Okay. And we actually started getting into it, which was fun. Because I, you know, I thought everyone's here to see the baby. they will show up for an hour. We'll social distance in the driveway and then people will leave. Well, grandma and grandpa left around the one hour point because they were like, there's too many people here. We're 85. We're We're getting the fuck out of here. Uh, But the rest of the people that showed stayed. And sure enough, by the time the bourbon came out, oh boy, forget about social distancing. We're done with that. Took a big picture with my cousins, all shoulder to shoulder. No, we were having a good old time. And I mean, I should say that two of the people there in the medical field. uh, One of them, my aunt, seemed a little suspicious of this. But uh, the other one, my cousin, was like, I don't give a fuck. It's
1: like, we're fine, dude. It doesn't matter.
0: And I was like, Yeah, you should really be like
1: six feet away. You're technically supposed to be quarantined. Oh,
0: my God. Between between my family and between flying on a plane, I've never had more exposure uh, than now. Flying on a plane, by the way. I don't recommend doing it. It yeah. wasn't as bad as I imagined, but it, it did put me on alert where I was like, oh, oh shit, I'm in work. a fart tube with a bunch of strangers and this air is just circulating. Duh. Yeah. It's also uncomfortable to wear a mask for that long. Cause I had to ride the subway, ride the train, ride the thing, you know,
1: I wore one for great. eight straight hours with the public.
0: I know. I probably shouldn't be complaining. Cause I know that people that have been working have been putting up with this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't change the fact of the matter that it sucks to do, and fuck it, I don't care.
1: Okay, You well, know,
0: do you see all the hoggies at Sturgis? What? Sturgis, the big motorcycle rally in South Dakota that happens every year? No. Um, 250,000 hogs, on hogs, and I'm daring a mask in sight over there, so we'll see what happens.
1: 250,000 people?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it happens every <sighs> year, and I guess this year the uh, town was like...
1: Can we not?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, the people in the town. But they also were
1: like, ooh, money.
0: The people Mm. in the town, it's a town of like less than 6,000 or something. It's a very small town. And they were like, yeah, we don't want all these people here. Like, this is going to be crazy. All of our old people are going to die. Fair. I'm sure some of them didn't care. But because of the nature of the state laws in South Dakota, where they've not given a fuck about coronavirus basically the whole time, the town couldn't really do anything about it. Oh, because they
1: didn't actually do any regulations of quantities of people gathering? No, and Sturgis
0: is the type of thing where people just show up. It's not as if you could stop it if you wanted to. I mean, you could close your main street and maybe people would turn around and go home, but... But
1: they're on motorcycles. They can go around. They can go somewhere else, I
0: guess. But, I mean, people are going to show up whether you like it or not. So they were like, I guess people are going to show up. I guess we'll just roll with it. Oof. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. Probably nothing.
1: I mean, well, if you can protest outside. for Black
0: Lives Matter and it doesn't do anything, then it's but probably those, the same.
1: Yeah, I don't, eh, but no masks. I. But they're all, you know, they are outside. Well, no, they're
0: inside bars. You know, oh. they're smoking. There was oh. a Smash Mouth concert. Excuse me? Yeah. That I mean, might, speaking of gloriously might, American. That
1: might be the wildest shit I heard in all of that sentence structure. There was a Smash Mouth concert.
0: <laughs> right, did you know they were still a band? I didn't until I, did I read not that either. headline. No. <laughs> I get that guy confused with Guy Fieri. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, I feel like he gets hired for a stand-in for Guy Fieri when he's opening a restaurant and he doesn't want to go. They're just, you know, Maybe he's like, tips. um,
0: he's like Uday Hussein, um, Saddam's son. Do you remember this? They had all sorts of body doubles. I think Saddam had this too, but Uday was really famous for it, that they had one or two guys that people would be like, yeah. that's a double, right? Yes. And it very obviously was, but at the same time, it was passable enough.
1: Wasn't there one where it was like, who's this hot body double?
0: Oh maybe, I'm sure. I don't know. Huh. All you right. know, all despots have body doubles. You kinda yeah. have to.
1: Yeah, we learned that from the Phantom Menace. And, and what
0: is Guy Fieri if not a despot of Flavortown?
1: I he rules with a with a sloppy
0: Joe fist.
1: I mean, don't get in the way of his donkey sauce. It's not great. <laughs> it's not not donkey. what you think. It's not what you think. <laughs>
0: Anyway, oh yeah, I was I was making a point before. Oh, my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have politics on the brain because I actually got to talk to my, um, I like to refer to him internally as my straw man uncle. He's yep. the guy I argue with in my head when I, you know, uh-huh. when I have a questionable opinion. And, you know, I don't know. Turns out it was actually kind of boring this time around.
1: Oh. Yeah. What?
0: Well, the, the most interesting thing was he was really surprised because he was the one that asked me about the election. Oh. There's mm-hmm. a lot to say here, actually, because I was talking—first, I was talking to my cousin, who I always describe as an ICE agent, uh-huh. but I learned from him that that's actually not his proper designation. And he's kind of a lib now, so he doesn't like going by that because, obviously, people really hate Bad. you yeah. if you introduce uh-huh. yourself that way. So he's actually part of the Department of Homeland Security, Homeland Security Investigations. But he said I should just refer to him as DHS because the redundancy of saying Homeland Investigations twice or Homeland.
1: DHS, DHS, S, H, S, I. Yes. Sh-i.
0: Yeah. So he said just refer to him as DHS, but he's actually not ICE because Department of Homeland Security over the years has reorganized. Hmm. Um, and there's some overlap between departments, hence the confusion. But he doesn't handle, he doesn't handle immigrations, guys, so don't worry. Um but anyway, I was talking to him and he's actually fascinating because he uh you know, he lived in Chicago for a long time. He was a border patrol agent before that. Um he has really softened in his politics over the years and his family is um right-wing for the most part. Um mm. not sure about both of his brothers, but one of his brothers is a lawyer. His father is the uncle that I like to argue with also mm. a lawyer, both very trumpy, you know. But he's not. Um and he's really interesting to talk to right now in particular because obviously the public perception of what he does and Not great, defund yeah. the police and Department of Homeland Security and things like this are really contentious for him. Um, yet he's, you know, a politically upstanding guy for the most part. Like I said, he's a lib. I don't agree with him on a lot of things, but I think that's better
1: than being a MAGA chud. Do you get a sense that he maybe saw too much shit on the inside and is like, no, 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 I don't like this?
0: Well, I sort of asked him about this because... Um, you know, I'm curious. Do you mean like departmental corruption and like weird politics amongst these it
1: bickering, infighting, and
0: no, shitty games? You and know, I like get this? the sense that there's not that much of that, or not as much as you would imagine, and that like most of the people that work, again, I'm I'm talking like third hand here, so I don't want to hear about it. If you have a different opinion out there, but I get the sense that most of the people that work there are like him, and they don't see shit in terms of political bickering between departments and they see some shit as far as violence on the street, like anybody in law enforcement does, Mm -hmm. but it's less that what they actually do is they end up going from the suburbs to living in urban communities with a large demographic spread and a large economic spread. And it changes their politics for the better. Yeah. This is the sense I get from him. And it sounds like most of the people in his agency are like this. Like, of course there's going to be MAGA people and like, you know, a boogaloo boy, right wing types in any place like that but no they're just government employees that got the job because it's a stable job
1: Mm, that's you know and they study
0: criminal justice in college you can't get these type of jobs without having a degree they're not some like you know they're not some hooligan like blackwater mercenary that like served in iraq and then came back and like murders people in guantanamo Hmm. you know i think i think so at the level that we're talking about here like administrative people and like he works undercover and does drug busts and stuff like that but No, I think that what happens is they go from being in a more rural or suburban environment to an urban environment, and it changes their mind about a lot of things. It's actually positively radicalizing, whether you believe that or not.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can't live in Chicago and be an asshole. No.
0: And, you know, he moved back to Cleveland a couple of years ago because he wanted to be closer to my family, and now he lives in Shaker Heights, and he doesn't want to leave Shaker because he's like, I don't want to go back to the suburbs where it's only white
1: Republicans. That sounds like it would suck. Well, here's a little secret about Shaker Heights. Well... Depending on what part of Shaker Heights it is, white Republicans. It depends. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, but he's not like a wealthy guy. Yeah, there you go. So it's yeah, he's not living in the in the mansion-ish old money part of Shaker. Yes. Okay. Um, but anyway, so I was talking to him at first, and you know, I was enlightened by this conversation, and I found a lot of like common ground with him because you know, I always hesitate to talk about it on here, but like I don't necessarily agree with everything I see posted on Instagram about riots and protests that are happening now. I'm not a hundred percent down with the cause. So, you know, being someone that, you know, myself, I would consider myself a leftist, like having a conversation with somebody that's a lib that we find a lot of common ground is interesting because hmm. he thinks I'm going to be like an Antifa person and I assume he's going to be like a MAGA person. Oh. And then we actually find out that, oh, hey, we JK. don't agree about like taxes and stuff, hmm. but on almost every other issue, we're kind of on the same page. Hmm. But then anyway, my uncle steps in. Oh, boy. And to, very much to his credit, I could see him very agitated about six feet away from us, like looking over and wanting to interject so bad. And then it, when I'm done with my cousin, he eventually comes up to me and he goes, you know, I made a promise to myself I wasn't going to interject into anybody's conversations anymore. And I said, you know, that's an awesome, like, vow. Hmm. I try to do that and fail every single time. Day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I thought that was off to a good start, you know. But yeah. long story short, our that's con-
1: also a little malicious as a a starter.
0: Well, yeah, it is. It, I mean, it, he's flexing a little bit. He's like, you know, I have a lot to say about what you just said, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure you do. Like, my flex on him is like, my secret is, I get off on this. You oh, can't please. hurt me. Like, you know, he thinks he's going to troll me or something, and I'm like, it's literally impossible. You can't yeah. do it. I'm not offended by anything. Like, go ahead. Do your worst. But this is what I was getting to is, long story short, he's actually way more boring to talk to because he's changed a lot less over time. Oh. Like, I think I've changed a lot politically over the last four or five years, you know. And I only see him maybe once a year normally. Yeah. And he really hasn't changed at all. So he wants to talk to me about, like, small government. And I'm like, you understand that everything is collapsing. Like, your institutions are a failure. Like, you really want to talk about, like, you want less government intervention? Like, what does that even mean anymore? That's a strange hill to... Yeah, it's such a strange hill to die on in the world that we live in. Yeah. That it was sort of boring for me and he does this constant thing where every time I deliver him a fact, like, I, I gave him some sort of um, metric for what progressive tax rates in the 50s and 60s were like mm-hmm. you know they mentioned this in Mad Men as a matter of fact where they're yes. like oh if you make over this amount 85 percent gets taken by the government so i laid out this sliding scale to him with approximate figures and he was like well i just don't think that's true well, and i'm standing there with another cousin of mine and we're both like it is true and he's like well i just don't think so and i'm like well we all have phones here do you want to like look it up because i can't keep having this conversation with refutations that are not based on
1: anything in in hunches, even though you lived through it, but you were too young to actually give a shit about taxes. Well, it That's turns out you don't t-
0: actually give a shit about anything that doesn't oh, yeah. align with your ideology. You get away enough in conversation with your friends where if you just say I don't believe that, people are intimidated then they change the subject. But I happen to be right and know it, so yeah, you know, like so we had yeah. a lot of impasses like that, and I would just try to agree with him a lot because I was like, look what's the point what's the point of this conversation and by the way the only thing that shocked him was i was like i'm not voting in this election it's your guys's problem now like hearing that from me was like i think the weirdest thing he'd probably heard all year huh yeah i mean but it's fun because the younger people in the group whether they're right-wing or not they all get that sentiment like anybody under the age of 40 right now Recognizes that there are people in this country that don't give a sh- that see Biden and Trump as basically identical and don't give a shit. It wasn't surprising to my young lawyer cousin. It was surprising to his dad. Well, yeah, like the two party political thing. Everybody knows that's a sham already, so no one's surprised to hear me say that. But m- my uncle's like, "Whoa, like Democrats don't vote for Democrats anymore." And I'm like, "I'm not a Democrat. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, I caucus with them normally, but yeah, don't say I'm that not too
1: loud because they'll kick you off the books again." Yeah. Uh,
0: well, whatever they. Are <laughs> they succeeded yeah i might as well go back to independent right now who gives a shit
1: i um i did this thing just speaking of the like you know what you're registered or show up as uh you can like check your reputation score online I, d- I don't know if it's actually a real thing reputation for what i don't know it just goes through like public records of like are have you been arrested do you have like oh my god it's like the chinese social credit score yeah kind of but you, you have to pay for it, it's kinda of bullshit. It's basically if you don't like have a background check company that you use, you can like pay three like a dollar and check someone. I, I I've seen these services, yeah. yeah. Um and like for some reason like I got an ad once and was like, sure, let me look at this. And like the like blurb about it was like politically unaffiliated and is currently married. And I was like, Excuse me <laughs> I'm like, To whom? To what? And I was like, "Uh, okay." um." Well, hey,
0: they're batting five hundred. That's one out of two, correct? Politically Uh, unaffiliated. I was was like,
1: "Um." (laughs) "Did
0: they think you were married
1: to me?" No, I I don't. I think because
0: our our uh, our addresses and stuff have been intertwined for so long that yeah, we're common law married. But
1: no, I think it's because on Facebook once I was like married to someone like one of my friends like when I was eighteen, just for shits and giggles. Hilarious, yeah. You know. Like, you know, uh, I was married to Linda and Heather was our daughter or vice versa. Like, right, you know, right, like right, We did yeah. that shit. Because we were like, this is stupid. Fuck it. So I'm like, is that where they're getting this from? And, okay, sure.
0: That's definitely where
1: they're getting it from. Yeah. Because I was like, there's no I was like, hmm. Ter- like traffic tickets don't show up in this shit. Like you don't. The you other thing is this. your name is
0: common enough that I think the way that they do that is they try to find that name Um, within certain zip codes or a range of zip codes Mm. and there's probably so many Will Laughlin's in any given area that they get mixed signals and they're probably always mixing identities
1: no it had like lived in no 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 that's not to say that they don't
0: get a high percentage of things right but the 20% that they get wrong or that come from another party
1: could have a huge impact like that I did find another person with my same like initials and like oh what a different life we've led oh yeah oh yeah Oof!
0: What's he up to? What's Will Will two up to? I think he's
1: like an electrician. He's forty years old. Uh, went to some high school and maybe a trade school.
0: Oh well, yeah. Usually you usually have to go to trade school to be an electrician. Yeah. Unless you do the uh, trade school program in your high school, which then you might, might have graduated and yeah. start making money. It sort of looks like two schools, but you actually just went to high school. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I knew a lot of people like that. Hmm. Um. It was called CVCC. What? Um. Cuyahoga County Valley Charter or something like that and it was th- the people that went to trade school in my high school went to high school for two thirds of the day and then the last third or the first third of the day they were at CVCC which was a totally separate campus hmm. and serviced like four or five different high schools in the area it was a county thing rather than being a locality uh, thing okay. um, so that you would actually go off campus my friend Graham did this for computer science actually my friend Malay also did this hmm. but I had another friend that did it for uh, painting trucks that's what he does for a living now wait what he paints garbage trucks
1: like oh. with a spray gun oh i thought it was like doing the like i the think Swift technically he things. went to be like an
0: auto mechanic or something but he, he didn't learn much of like working on engines it was more like cosmetic
1: things for got cars. it okay yeah. Hmm.
0: but yeah hey i think they all had pretty good foresight because they're all doing a lot better than i am right now well i'll tell you that much
1: we just did like ap things and Stuff like
0: that. Well, yeah, we were in the suckers' game. We were ambitious enough to (sighs) be in the AP classes, but not ambitious enough to go to an Ivy. And look how good, how much good that did us.
1: We went to a sort of Ivy.
0: Public Ivy? Yeah, that doesn't count. That's what they called Rutgers University. Yeah, doesn't count. It doesn't
1: count. (laughs) No, it definitely doesn't count. Old enough to count? Too plebeian.
0: Well, yeah. Because it's in New Jersey and it's right up the road from Princeton, whoever started Rutgers was like, yeah, I don't really feel like trying that hard. And that's basically the amount, you know, the same vibe that all the students that have ever passed through that school have had. You know, I could try like a little bit harder and go to Princeton or Yale, but.
1: Nah. Nah. (laughs) I mean, I think it's older than Princeton by like a couple of years, 15
0: years. Are you sure about that? I don't know. Maybe. I, could be Maybe. Up. I, I can't take a hard stance on that. But I feel like the Ivies are the schools that they are because they're so old. I think, I think that's most of the reason they have the prestige that they have. Is they were the first universities in the new world. Yeah,
1: founded in like in the 1700s or 60s. Oh, no. I think Dartmouth is actually the oldest one, if I remember correctly. Oh. That's a strange place. I might be wrong
0: about that, though. I'm not sure.
1: I don't even know where that is. Maryland? Uh, no, Delaware? Dartmouth is in New
0: Hampshire. Oh. Hmm. It's like in the middle of the mountains in New Hampshire. Oh. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I I don't have any. That's a weird one. I don't have. Yeah. I don't have any thoughts about that other than, huh, why would you do that?
0: I think as a, as not a wasp that's rich, I don't have a strong opinion on Dartmouth or people that went to Dartmouth. In fact, I don't know any. Like it, it makes. I know one person. It makes me think that the true Illuminati are like Dartmouth grads. It seems like they're not very braggadocious. They don't have a big public profile, but that they probably actually control a lot of stuff
1: maybe yeah like if you go to harvard you're
0: yale you have an ego trip if you go to penn you're a bro if you go to princeton you're a fucking nerd i think yale and columbia are both also ego trip schools but dartmouth is just out there somewhere and you're like huh i wonder what they're up to out there in the mountains out there in the
1: mountains yeah i don't know what they're doing in the mountains they're
0: they're they're skull fucking jfk and they're trafficking (sighs) little boys they're doing whatever they're doing up
1: there no it's too hard to you know fit wayfair couches on a truck to new hampshire i
0: don't know i don't know i think i think you could get it there
1: Mm. cross the border from
0: canada i don't know new hampshire's live free or die they probably have a weird libertarian ethic who knows
1: are they the yellow flag are they the actual yellow flag or or no
0: the the gadsden flag with the snake on it yeah no no that's their motto is live free or die
1: that's on the license plates
0: that's on their license plates it's their state motto but no i don't i think new hampshire's flag is different than that I am not 100% sure. But the Gads No, the Gadsden flag was just like a militia flag during the revolution. It's not affiliated with a particular place. I don't even
1: know. Oh. Hmm. For some reason I always was like, "Oh yeah, that's the New Hampshire flag." <laughs>
0: Oops. Well, the live free and die thing causes a lot of yeah. confusion. But Gads- but that's actually not what the Gads- Gadsden says uh flag says now What's that I the think tread about on it. me. it
1: says don't tread on me. Yeah. Uh, live free or die. Don't tread on me. What's same? it's the same Same vibe sure sure you know yeah they're like it's a very
0: revolutionary spirit
1: like how did they get the like the like anger part of the state 69 and vermont got the like chill one that's a really
0: good question i actually don't know truly
1: they're not separated by anything and could just be one rectangle but everyone in vermont's like we're cool man is it because it's like higher elevation
0: I'm not sure. I mean, no. Here's my only two cents on that. And this is going to be pretty vague because I don't know enough about it. But the way that the early colonies were decided were just that like wealthy landowners at the time when the revolution was beginning to transpire. I mean, even before that, actually, when they had to decide who the colonial governor of each area was going to be, it basically fell to the wealthiest person with the most land. And that's what state borders were decided by in the 13 colonies. Hmm. So you were the governor and okay, you own land this far out to the north, this far out to the west, et cetera, et cetera. So this is your territory. Got it. Um. And I think there was some amount of consolidation. You know, there was disputes like the reason that Rhode Island is so small is that that guy was supposed to basically give Rhode Island up to like New Hampshire or Vermont or Massachusetts and was like, no, I don't want to. And he basically just held out long enough that eventually they were like, fine, whatever. You get to just have your little duchy. But I think what they didn't want to repeat was like the mistakes of the Holy Roman Empire or something, where you end up having too many little tiny states and colonies that are hard to maintain, and then they have intercolonial conflict, and you don't want that. So they were trying to consolidate it, you know? Yeah, you don't want
1: to have like Cleveland, Pittsburgh sports spats uh, as part of like, you know, larger population. So I
0: would strife. imagine. That the vibes of New Hampshire and Vermont basically just come from the founding ethos of their original colonial governor. Got I thought one guy was more libertarian and the other guy was an 18th century hippie. Yeah. And then there you go. That tracks, you know, because really they both do the same thing, I think. I think New Hampshire probably has a little less farming than Vermont. Vermont's very farm heavy. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, their terrain is the same. I don't know. I think also New New Hampshire and Maine are interesting because they were like borderline Canadian. So was Vermont to some extent too. Um, Maybe they were more like fur trappers. They might have had a little more transient influence. Whereas people in Vermont, if you had farmland, you could settle down. Yes. But if there was a lot of people in and out sort of like.
1: Well, because Vermont was like, there's there's a trade quotient there with like Nova Scotia. Like it's a good, like it's a port town for fishering. Well there's Lake Champlain. What? Lake Champlain
0: goes from uh Vermont to like Montreal. Oh, like in Quebec. Huh. It also borders New Hampshire, I think. I don't know. Um but yeah, they 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 had a lot more of a connection I think to like the French and the British for a long time than say like Massachusetts, which was firmly American. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah, the
1: Frenchiness of it all is starting to
0: make sense a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the Canadianness of it all. Like, really, Vermont should belong to Canada. I- if we were being fair to Vermont, we should just give them to Canada, because it seems like that's where they want to be.
1: Uh, But they're still, like, I don't know. It's nice to have them.
0: Hey, I mean, Bernie came from there. Like, I appreciate that there's an American spirit.
1: Where are we going to get maple syrup? Uh, you can
0: get it other places. I don't know. Just import it. We import everything else. Who that's cares? Fair. Hmm. You know? You could probably get it from New Hampshire, too. But it would just be cut a little bit you know?
1: Yeah, have you ever heard of... Cut lo- a little
0: bit with some meth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have you ever heard of New Hampshire maple syrup? No, no, I haven't, but you know what? I bet it exists, and I would love to try it. Hmm. Yeah. Would there be any difference in taste? Probably not.
0: No. It's all mean- the same goddamn
1: trees. I mean, right? Yeah, it's maple. Yeah. Been- I'm sure there's
0: slight differences in taste based on where the s- what the soil is like and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just like a wine or something. I don't think all maples are made the same. Uh, how dare you colonially genera- generalise maple trees? Well, You're in- erasing maple heritage with your words.
1: Well, to be fair, when I was thinking of syrup, I was thinking of a bucket stuck into a pine tree like a cartoon.
0: That is how they do it, you know. But it's stuck into a maple tree. Yeah, not a pine, not tree. A pine, <laughs> pine tree. Do they really do that in cartoons? It's a pine tree? I think you just don't know the you don't know the difference between trees. I
1: know the difference between trees. But in my brain, I was like, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, the, the Christmas tree, skirt tree. Like, yeah. But it no. was all in, like, 2D lines. It wasn't, like, you know, mm-hmm. a glorious maple. Right. And then I had to think of Canadian flag and went, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Different tree.
0: I like the Canadian flag. I think it's pretty cool, actually. I like flags that have unique things on them because most flags are just bars you know yeah a lot of them have stars too the five-pointed star which is not very interesting but i like flags that have stuff on them like the mexican flag is pretty cool it's got yeah, that it's got eagle that, with Ca-ca! the snake yeah. and like state flags are usually pretty cool because they'll have like california's got the bear on it mm-hmm. as a matter of fact i don't know what new york's looks like it's the excelsior flag oh okay they have it's the two ladies with the spears Ohio's would be boring, except it's an interesting shape, shape, which I always like, too. Shaped flags are cool as fuck. It's like a signal flag. It makes me feel like I'm at the Battle of Hastings, and it's on top of my lance, and I'm about to charge some Brits, you know? It's very medieval to have like a, a what is that called, a pentacle? A pennant? A pennant, yes. It's basically a double pennant. Yeah, kind of. Two triangles. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It looks like it should be on a Lego set, you know.
1: Yeah, it seems like it should be for a country that doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I
0: think Nepal's flag is also a double, um, double pennant. I'm looking it up. Will's fact checking me, but I'm gonna be right, everyone. Just, ju- just you wait. We've talked about vexiology on this podcast. He's so before. humble,
1: so humble. What's it called? Nepal.
0: Nepal. Yeah, it's it's a country. It's just north of India
1: oh well this one's a different shape but it is double pennant but but it is
0: double pennant that's all i said that's all i said i said it was a double pennant it's a pretty cool one too it's got those little snowflakes or stars on it it's
1: got no it's the sun and the moon
0: oh it's the sun and the moon yeah that's pretty fucking eclipse situation
1: Mm -hmm. oh but it's like mm, yeah that's um it's closer to like a signal flag oh pennant not pennant pennant is like pennant is the longer triangle
0: flag that yes like when a baseball team wins the pennant
1: Yeah, this is a pennon.
0: Pennon. Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. But there you go. I like I do like that. That's a good flag. It is a good flag. Yeah. (sighs) Well. We should make a flag for this podcast. What would it be?
1: um, Half dead snake plant and then. You know
0: what would be cool is, you know, Green Avenue. Yeah. uh, Has the E on the end. Do you know
1: why? Nathaniel Green?
0: Yes. It's named for the famed Revolutionary War General. Mm -hmm. Perhaps we could find, I don't know who Lewis is, come to think of it, but it would be really interesting to sort of combine maybe the regimental flag from one of Nathaniel Green's, uh, you know, troops Mm -hmm. and whoever Lewis is, find a flag affiliated with them and hybridize them and then put a glass of wine on it. Huh. In the upper left-hand corner.
1: Or just like make it in the shape of like a wine bottle. Oh, Jesus (laughs) Christ. (laughs) <laughs> but two of them so that way they like flop all like You stupid. know that's an
0: interesting question. I I would imagine that there is, but I bet there must be international standards for the shapes that flags can be.
1: Why? Uh I don't know. I think it's I, more of just a design thing so that the that way the wind doesn't fuck them up.
0: That's probably true. Um but I also think it probably is a holdover from the days of combat when like flying the flag meant something. Like now nobody surrenders with like a white tissue or anything, right? So, it doesn't matter anymore, but I bet when you had to fly your colors, like, above your ship, it did matter what shape it was. You didn't want to make it an obscure shape that, you know, would be difficult to determine or whatever. Like, it needed to wouldn't be wouldn't that clear. stand
1: out more? And well, like, not necessarily. Is is like you, those people? Like yeah, you said, okay.
0: if the wind, like, if it was a wine bottle shape, the wind would just twist it up into a line, and you might be able to tell what color it is, but probably yeah. not really. It needed to be a visible enough symbol that you wouldn't get attacked or launch an attack uh, out of fear yeah, and not certain.
1: And it has, to not, it has to be a shape that doesn't have any drag.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I'm agreeing with you, but I also think there's an additional symbolic element.
1: Hmm. Well, you love looking up flags.
0: Yeah, I'm going to find out. I'm, I'll find out about this later. Yeah. I love going on Wikipedia. It's one of my favorite things. It's all I have left, really.
1: <coughs> Wait, your new message board is not panning out?
0: My new message board for the fellas? Yeah. Um, It's fine. I just don't check it as much as I used to because it's not as convenient to do that. Oh. Uh, We're talking about a a certain subreddit that was obliterated in the uh, great purge of 2020 RIP. Okay. Uh, But no, it's just not as convenient to check it because it looks like shit on mobile. Uh, it's just one of those things where every once in a while I'll be like, oh, yeah, I should like go over there and look at that. But like the community went from something like 40,000 people to like less than 10,000. So the posting is less frequent. It's also a smaller group of more committed weirdos, which is not necessarily good, especially because the uh, the limits on speech, let's say, have been completely taken off. So instead of a lot of ironic racial humor, there's a lot of unironic stuff oh. as well
1: oh they crept back in of course
0: oh boy which doesn't bother me and is to be expected but it also clogs up the feed you know i'm just there yeah. for fun i don't really want to hear anybody's like theory about how fewer people were killed in the holocaust or whatever
1: oh god you okay. know and the
0: and the community mostly keeps them in check they're like hey man nobody gives a shit about this like stop posting it's like you know it's it is community controlled but like i said with less posting frequency those things don't get buried it's just not as fun oh yeah hmm not as fun as it once was
1: fair all right
0: that's all that happens to online communities you know it happens
1: well also if you make it harder for people to interact that's not gonna go well
0: well that's nobody that's nobody's fault that's a part of this community all they did was like clone the reddit page and stuff but that i don't think we ever talked about this on the podcast i'll just say it i mean it was the come town subreddit
1: no Uh, we did when it first happened oh yeah okay i mentioned
0: it but okay but like that subreddit was a lot of fun before and i think i must have said on here then that exactly what is happening is what i said would happen is when you like start to banish these things from the mainstream internet sure they'll just go do their own thing but then they'll just get taken over by all the people that everybody are afraid of anyway yeah and that's happening to a lesser extent on the new come town forum than i thought it would which is great but it's too bad that you even have to contend with it at all. You should have just left it on the surface of the internet. We weren't bothering anybody. If you don't like it, just don't visit it. I don't understand what the problem is.
1: Also, like, you know, if you can, like, keep an eye on the bridge trolls guarding the gold, like, you know, at least you know they're there and they're still under the bridge. Right. But when you scare them away from the bridge, well, the gold is gone. This gold being, like, in this... uh Particular metaphor, they're like deep seated racism, like they're going to take it with them. And you're like, oh shit, they took it with them. Fuck. Now we don't know what they're doing. We don't know what the gold is anymore.
0: Well, what's interesting, I don't know. I don't know if, well, I'll just say this. Like, the thing is, is that nobody on the town subreddit had any deep seated racism. Literally Mm. nobody. But because we don't care what people say, it invites racists to come and join the new thing. Oh, yeah. You know? And it's fine because everybody knows how to deal with it because we're fucking adults and not babies that cry about words, you know. And you just tell that person, hey, that's not cool. You actually just have to be confrontational. And it's amazing that we even have to have this conversation about why being confrontational online is, like, scary. It's not because they're just some anonymous incel sitting in their basement that's like, hey, guys, what about the Holocaust? And everyone's like, no. Shut the fuck up. We just want to see pictures of fat-ass Asian women. Like, get out of here. Okay. You know.
1: But nobody cares, like, anyway. I was trying to do the acronym for that, but I was like, I don't know. It's, uh, a it's,
0: po- it's P-A-A-G.
1: PAG instead of P O G. Yeah. Why do I know this? This is disgusting when <laughs> I know this. I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> Ugh.
0: God. But yeah, congratulations, everyone. A bunch of boys that were just trying to hang out and weren't bothering anybody are now having to contend with a bunch of racists, and it's annoying to us. Yeah. That's the part that makes it less fun and why I don't check it. That was your original question.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean... If you look at the front page of Reddit now, it kind of looks like MySpace, where everyone's in their feelings a lot, and I'm Absolutely. like, "Wow, this was supposed to be like the news and like where you found the first ditherings of no, things no, 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 in no. the that, ether."
0: I think I think you have it. I think you flipped the script a little bit. I think that's what it's turned into, which is why you're seeing that. Like Reddit was supposed to just be whatever. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, all of these forum type websites were just supposed to be separate subs for different topics it was never supposed to be a particular thing hmm. but i think people let out their feelings on reddit a lot now because the range of conversation has narrowed so you have a bunch of more similar minded people talking to each other about more similar subjects yeah and then you get this bubble of of constantly reinforcing feelings
1: oh yeah it's terrible
0: and it is terrible yeah huh. and you know say la vie so so is life it's like that happened to facebook it's happening to instagram it just happens on social media it's a logical result of um uh, likes and yep. you
1: create feedback loops and that's what happens oh boy yeah speaking of terrible things on the internet did you ever see that uh live with z-way and uh caroline calloway i don't know who z-way is she's a comedian okay in new york
0: no i don't think i did
1: like this was like in late june early mid july she's like asking her questions and then she's just like okay okay so caroline how many black people do you know because caroline calloway is like a terrible troll
0: yeah i know who. i'm very familiar with caroline calloway yeah
1: but like it was just like uh 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 and she like broke her because she was asking her like questions about her actual life instead of like the chaos that she tries to yeah 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 sure sure and she like broke her
0: what i think what i think is potentially interesting about that i don't know enough to say for sure but i think that caroline calloway legitimately probably knows little to none of black people yeah but also i think that she's smart enough to know that when she's asked that question she needs to react that way i mean i think if you understand what her project is she's doing that on purpose
1: I I don't know, because it was sloppy even by her standards.
0: Yeah, whatever, but then people start thinking about it too hard, Mm. and they're like, well, she's definitely problematic now, because she can't be a troll if she actually doesn't know any black people. But the thing is, I think her project is, I am like a white privileged bitch that doesn't know any black people and i'm also trolling you by being that Mm. i think she's kind of a meta project i'm probably giving her too much credit credit but honestly like she she's doing something weird and i don't care you know fine and like also if she doesn't know any black people fine
1: What in what in what world is that like a metric for what type of person you are well it's it was around the time of doing performative wokeness shit right So she was doing a lot of that. And she's like, so, Carolyn, how many black people do you actually know that this affects? And she's like, uh... She's
0: like, yeah, I thought. Okay, moving on. But it's sort of... I don't know, man. Uh, We're just being problematic this one, I guess. I'm Mm. feeling it, though. It's sort of weird for the woke police to ask that question, because then aren't you right back where everybody hates to be, which is tokenism? Like, you're basically making the argument that if you have a black friend, you can be a little more problematic. No, no, no. Same as saying, like, if you have a disability, you can be a little more ableists with no, your slurs or whatever no no, no.
1: it's not no no because it's not about like oh it's not like saying like oh that fag over there oh it's okay i have gay friends like you can't do no it's not that it's just a matter of like if you're going to perform all of all of the stuff that looks good for your personal brand if someone asks you like do you know anyone this actually affects or are you just like feeling guilty with your whiteness the question is to actually be like just admit that, like. Which is a harder ask for people.
0: Uh, the thing is, I disagree, because well, the answer is not to just admit it, because if you just admit it, people are going to be mad at you anyway.
1: I think the, the tides have been turning the other way in the past, like, two weeks. I don't think where so. Where people are tired of anyone who's like, yeah, I'm doing this, and you're like, you're not doing anything else, really.
0: Uh, eh, I don't know, man. Um... I don't know. I think I think I I see your point and I think we're arguing kind of two versions of the same thing, which is when you get too far into any of these conversations, the contradictions just emerge. Yeah. Which right there should put all of this conversation just out of your mind as irrational nonsense in the first place.
1: Oh, because it's Internet nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Exactly but then it that's a really important point. But Then me.
1: it washes like everything comes back to shore and is like, it affects my real life in terms of how it I think about things. And all. you're like, no. no, it should not. It please don't so. like, yeah. uh, like you were not your posts, So please stop. Like it's not. And if you think that you are your posts, your delusion is so deep that I don't know what to do with you as a person. Now it's, you've now collapsed it on yourself that you can't divorce presentation with your core. Correct. Yeah. Well,
0: to rephrase what I was trying to say before about Caroline Calloway is, I think that that's exactly what she's pointing out. I'm just doing shit on the internet, and now you're asking me about my real life. What difference does it make? It's just posting. And even if that's not, I don't her, think she's not that self-aware. Well, okay, you could you could make that argument too. But even what I was about to say is that even if that's not her intention, it functions that way as an image. So yeah, you you know, you could you could cut it either way. Mm. But like you said, it's just internet stuff, so stop worrying about it. Yeah. You know, like this is circling back kind of a long way, but like what was heartening about talking to my family about everything and just being around family um, especially my nieces and stuff where it's a lot more wholesome, but also my uncle and my cousins that want to talk politics with me, is that you basically find out that everybody's a lot closer together than they imagine. They just get infected by memes in their minds and don't think for themselves. This was my problem with my uncle. It's like, well, you just have some weird meme from like 2010 that you're like stuck. you're like stuck on the tea party and the cultural conversation has moved so far beyond that that you're not even like he's stuck online too it's just that his online is fox news yes but also fox news has moved on so it's hard to imagine how you could get stuck you know like do you watch tucker carlson because he's kind of throws out some takes that i think you could learn from
1: you know and which isn't a, uh, whatever like
0: unfortunate bu- thing but true bubbles have just existed for a long time and the problem with talking about woke politics or with caroline calloway is just that they move so quickly now that if you're trying to keep up with all of them and form your real-world identity around any of them, you can't. And you're going to fail. And it's going to make you a less good person. It's just going to make you into a meme person, meaning that your mind is meme like a mime. Not meme like an internet meme, but you're just putting your hands up to the invisible glass wall and touching around for some sense of identity. Well, just I- inhabit it yourself,
1: you know? To use a Pokemon reference, it's, you're not Mr. Miming. You're actually just Ditto. Yeah, correct blank stare and blank stare and nothing with amorphous edges and you'll just copy it and then it's just like what are you really and you're like useless pink blob mm -hmm. don't know what to tell you right it's like well maybe actually admit to that and then maybe something else about your life could or you know you might learn something about yourself when you realize you're the jelly of your existence yeah and then you might want to start to rigid you know Add some angles to your experience. You know, I
0: I relate to this strongly because it's very difficult to do that. It's really uncomfortable to sit there and go like, how much of my life has been mimetic? And you realize like more than 99% 99 of it, including you and I, you know, Um, I shouldn't speak for you, but especially for me. Every time I think of like what I think about something, it's usually because I heard somebody else say it first or I read it in a book. You know, I've had this tried to have this conversation with you before on the podcast of like, I don't think I've ever had an original idea in my whole life, whether it's making a painting or writing something down or, uh, spinning a particular yarn in conversation. I think if most people were honest with themselves, if you're not of extraordinary intelligence and ambition and success for the most part, um, you've probably never thought for yourself even once when you realize how difficult that is to do you know it humbles it humbles me and the last thing i'll say is just that the real trick is just learning to admit that admit that you're ditto at all times and then people will mistake you for original um and you'll start to grasp at some originality somewhere at the same time
1: yeah i mean i also think it's this is where i'm going to split a hair i think it's actually Easy to have an original thought, but the skill to recognize that it does it it exists on its own is actually a lot harder. Because otherwise, it'll just be like, "Oh, this has to been done. I, it's not even worth anything." Like it's easy to pass off a thing as like, "Yeah, that's a non sequitur. No, it's not even a, it's not even worth it." But it might be. But you don't have the skills to recognize. Oh, that's an idea. That's harder. I think that's harder.
0: I, I see what you're saying, but it it all circles around what you define as original.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, um,
0: I think the recognition is uh, secondary to the authenticity of a statement. Hmm. I think it. I think that um, authentic or original statements are pretty obvious when you encounter them. If you listen to somebody else talk that you respect, um, or even that you don't respect, but occurs more frequently. If you're more susceptible to their thinking in the first place, it's pretty obvious when they've thought something that you've never thought before. That doesn't mean they, they are the first to ever think of it, but I don't, I rarely find myself having the reverse experience with other people where I say something and they don't already grok it. Hmm. But it's because I'm just an average person. Like, and that's fine. I don't think that's bad or anything. Um, but it's hard to, it's hard to go through all these steps of like, am I an ambitious person? I always thought I was, and then you're like, actually, no, because when I see truly ambitious people, they tend to be original, and vice versa. So if uh, I've never done one, no, no, I'm probably no. not the other. I don't, I disagree. Hard disagree. Okay. Well, I want to hear more about your point of view because I think you just have a different like epistemology for authenticity, originality, intelligence.
1: I also, I mean, my thing is like, you could be the most tenacious person, but your ideas are shit, but you're really tenacious and you're really like, you're driven and drive can replace a good idea. That's right, it can. In fact, markets
0: tend to reward drive more than they reward reward originality.
1: You know, like, granted, part of that is like, if you're grinding all the time, you're going to, you know, if you keep your drilling operation going 24-7, you're going to find more ore than not than someone who's not doing that all the time.
0: You'll find a lot of schist. You'll find very little You're going to find
1: a lot of shit, though. Yeah. Yeah. And because you're doing it so often, you're going to produce a lot of shit, too. Well, I said schist. I know. I heard. I I, I know things about geology. Thank you very much. Thank you, Zelda. I learned about ore. But even still, like, it's a lot of that. And then it's hard for other people to recognize the ore you found when all you've been doing is slaying in shale yeah you know and maybe like that's the problem with that that i'm like well i don't know i i always liken it to again like the old phrase of like give your hardest thing your hardest task to the laziest person they're going to find the most inventive way to do it because it's going to be the most succinct and the easiest way to get it done
0: right they'll use occam's razor more readily than somebody that's uh
1: quantity over quality Mm -hmm. yeah and they won't even know what that it's quality Right. But, you know.
0: That's where the recognition you were talking about before comes in.
1: Then you can look at it and be like, "Well, that's that's really good. That's a a good idea. Oh, shit. How did you get that? It's like, I didn't want to try any harder. And you're like, great. Love it. This is amazing. How did you do that? Not that much thought. I will figure that out. Okay, thank you for this gem. Right. And then you polish
0: it. Sure. Well, I guess what you're proposing, I mean, is a sort of societal class of managers, I don't mean that in, like, the economic sense, but just a societal class of managers that demonstrate their intelligence by being able to recognize genius uh, even when the party responsible for it doesn't know that it's happened. And then your job is to reverse engineer that and replicate
1: it. Not replicate.
0: Polish it up. Well, but you also need to be able to reproduce it. If it's a good enough idea, then you would want to use it again, right? And if that person can't explain to you what they did or how they came to that conclusion, you need to be uh, intelligent and responsible enough to look back at the decision tree and follow it without going down the wrong branch.
1: Yes. You know, that's why, like, I don't... Being a good consumer of a lot of different things is not the worst thing in the world. It can make you a complete, like, potato or... If you're a thinking potato, yeah, you can filter a lot out.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I think that's where our disagreement probably stems from. Is that I w- would rather not be a consumer at all. I would rather yeah. be a producer at the root. Um, but especially given our societal conditions and just every incentive, um, for a long time, for centuries, it's really, really hard to do that. Cool. It's really, really hard to actually produce something of uh, value and be able to describe what you did. So that you both are effectively that manager I described and the producer of something, mm-hmm. um, that's what I in- think is genius.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think we're disagreeing. I'm just I'm just arguing for like, you know. No, I
0: think I think we are disagreeing. I think you, what you're doing is arguing f- for the dignity of being an intelligent consumer of things and that th- there's no shame in that. And I would agree with you. I'm not arguing with you on yeah. that level, but I don't think, I think that I frustrate myself a lot in my life uh, by putting pressure on myself to both produce and disseminate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, that's an artistic impulse at its core. I mean, that's yeah. like what trying to be a good painter or whatever
1: is. Can be, can be, but like when you're flying in the face of a system that trains you to be a unthinking consumer and an un a non-editor consumer to even take that one step to the left or the right and being like well no i can think about this a little bit harder than what i've been lulled into yeah you can you know ride the wave or let the wave slap you in the face and still be standing once it crashes beach metaphors i was there sorry i that's all i can do i it's, <laughs> my brain is a little salty um yeah does any of that make sense
0: um it's a little bit it's a little bit confusing it's to a me, little sloppy but i but i but i think i know what you mean yeah huh well i i think that um this might be one of the reasons why you got into the ready-mades recently because it's this sort of recognition that really all you are doing is consuming things so why not make that into a generative act rather than have that be a constant like passive substrate to your life you could actually harness that and like do something with that sensibility yeah yeah um which makes a lot of sense and i think is fine i mean it's like i I don't know i don't think i'm smart enough to like interrogate the moral Implications of that. My intuition is th- is that that's ultimately negative. Like I think that in terms of art metaphor, taking cons- consumption and making it an active uh, artistic technique or even just thought technology, it probably leads to bad places. It probably leads to Jeff Coons. It actually probably leads to more passivity and more manipulation for more people. Hmm. But that's just my impulse. Whereas I have the political impulse to sort of reject that and say, like, is there another way to have dignity and humanity and a worldview that doesn't rely on consumption all the time?
1: Fair. But I do think that there, you know...
0: I think I'm probably just a few steps behind you in giving in to that impulse. You yeah. know, I think that, like... um.
1: I still think the tank is a great sculpture, even though you don't want to call it an art.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. It that's because it, to me it is not. It's a hobby. It's just a it's just something to keep me busy. You know, it doesn't feel valuable. In fact, it's not valuable. No one would value it but me. Um but that's all it was for was a type of therapy. Hmm. Um and having like self aware having recognition that you're doing some shop therapy basically hmm is okay i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing and i think if it's a hobby that gets you off the internet it's probably even good a good thing um but i think there's more to life than that like i i would rather be i i wish that my compulsions were less habitual and more insightful or towards insight more about learning less about habit hmm Although I second guess myself every time I get to this level because what has reading all these books taught me other than confuse me even more, you
1: know? Confusion's not bad. That's um, kind of what the books are there to well, do is to put you in a tailspin of what you actually believe in your own thinking. That's the point of them. Like this yes. is why I like, oh, painters, read some philosophy. And you're like, uh-huh. And you're like, what the fuck? I don't know. I'm not smart. I, I read this and I go, I don't know. Even though I kind of do. But- it's cuz i like an argument that doesn't mean that i'm comprehending and feeling it deeply but like you know too painting too uh, paint by number clown paintings. Then we can talk about ob- object ontology, and then we get into some ooh, ooky spooky mystical fuckery. And I'm like, Ha-ha.
0: well, I think everything gets kind of mystical in the end, because like when it when it comes to books or intellect or or learning or whatever, you can also do that as an act of consumerism. Yeah. It's really hard to do what you said, which is take what you're learning and use it to inform your worldview. That kind of integration is really really difficult. Yeah, it's it's. really easy to remember the thrust of an argument or the facts from a book, but it's really difficult to integrate those in your life and your thinking and your worldview in any meaningful way. At least I find that process of filtration really, really difficult. See, I have a harder time with the facts and the logic. I just go, oh, I gained a hunch. Or, you know, I shouldn't even say that it's difficult because I think you're right that everybody gains a hunch. It's more that it's frustrating how long it takes it takes years for book learning to have any meaningful impact on your life and a lot of accumulation of it. I'm just speaking for myself, but I do think that that's true broadly. Um, whereas something more immediate, whether it's something tactile, like making an art or whether it's something like harnessing a consumer impulse, a sort of buying habit, you get an immediate effect from that. Cheap high. Yeah, it is a cheap, cheap high. high. It's it like it, poppers. it no. is a cheap high. Um, but you got to rewire your brain somehow, and I think intelligent people are able to do that integration phase super easily. If it's too easy though,
1: you're not thinking hard enough.
0: I don't think that's true. I think huh. it just—I d- I think yeah. it just might mean that you're more. It also might
1: not fit your actual like deep-seated like feeling
0: about the world. Well, but if it doesn't fit your deep-seated feeling about the world, you'd be able to discard it pretty quickly yeah, too. That's, yeah. I do just think that there are people that are more intelligent than other people, and it just has to do with a lot of factors. Like It has to do with genetics and the way that you were raised, and there's not that much you can do to change that. But if you're in your 30s like we are, and you're not able to absorb information at a rapid level, like guess what? It's only going to decline more in the future. You would know by now whether you were the type of person that I'm describing as a genius. Hmm. I just don't think you're worried about it.
1: Yeah, Like when I say we have a
0: disagreement, I don't think the thrust of either of our arguments is bad logically. It makes Mm. a lot of sense to me, and it makes a lot of sense to me coming from you. Um, And it's actually really encouraging to hear. It's more self-aware.
1: Well, I use that one, you know, explanation of like giving the hardest thing to the laziest person because that's me. I'm the laziest person. So it's like to be the person throwing the, the problem to the laziest person and the laziest person at the same time, that's hard. That's a hard rock to be squished between. Well, I would say that, from my position, I would say
0: that you're intelligent enough to weaponize your laziness and be able to effectively pawn it off on somebody else to get the right solution and then refine it afterwards. That's Hmm. actually wildly intelligent. Or extra lazy. It could be both. I think it's both. Well, what I'm saying is that it definitely is both, but that I would, you know... The awareness of that process is pretty incredible because from where I'm sitting, like if I was in a similar position where I didn't know what to do, I knew that the people above me didn't know what to do, maybe I would pass it off to the lowest person, but that would just be a coincidence. More than likely, I would just be paralyzed by wanting to solve it myself and not being able to do it and then being subsequently frustrated by that and Hmm. constantly in this downward spiral. Hmm. Paralysis followed by effort followed by failure. Time after time. Oh. Rather than, in your words, laziness followed by action followed by success. Or maybe followed by refinement then success.
1: Mm, Maybe. But
0: either way, like, that workflow is going to work out for you more often than mine because I put all the attention on myself to solve everything.
1: Well, that's, I mean, I'm I'm saying the same thing, but I'm also saying, like, you know, you're going to do it the long, hard way. Yeah through like the toil and I'm like no 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 what what can we do to avoid any toil to get this this idea into the world
0: but what I'm saying is there's no virtue in my position it's actually very stupid
1: no it's no it, it why who cares about virtue why why why, why?
0: well i mean th- this is just where the conversation has gone man i, I mean know. this is the impasse that we're at here mm. because we you know we both agree that Intelligence has all these subjective factors. Originality has all these subjective factors. But that ultimately, like, it's probably better to work smarter, not harder. And so if we're talking about these two opposing ideologies, one which puts the pressure on oneself to solve problems, and one which circumvents that pressure by legislating, we're talking about two systems with a different virtue, I think. Hmm. We just arrived at the bottom. You always hit morality eventually.
1: Oh. Ew,
0: and I'm offering my opinion, which is that I ad- admire you, and think you're smart, and think that there's a lot of virtue in working smarter, not harder, and that that's really difficult
1: for me. You do it to some extent, to some extent, because everybody does it. That to some extent, yeah. Sure. But you, in in the gold panning metaphor, for example, like you're the one with the you love a you love panning as much as you know it's you know you're getting the smaller nuggets. Yeah. probably getting more nuggets but they're nuggets sure but you like the labor of it i get the sense you like the labor well the thing no
0: the thing is i don't like the labor of it this is what this is where i'm trying to trying to level with you which is no i recognize that the doing that is stupid um i can't i cannot reproduce my any aspect of my life Hmm. whether it's my ambition to be successful whether it's my emotional life whether it's my intellectual life i cannot reproduce that at a sufficiently quick enough degree to satisfy myself because i'm panning one nugget a day mm. whereas you might pan no nuggets for many days but the day that you don't know, no, just throw a stick of dynamite you walk at a rock. Up to yeah exactly the day that you dynamite a rock you're going to get 30 or 40 yeah and i think in the aggregate you're just you're compounding your gains Whereas I'm just reproducing them arithmetically. One plus one equals two. Two plus two equals four. Where you're doing one times one, one times two, two times two. Dynamite. Two times four, right? And over the course of your life, you're gaining a lot of interest through your
1: superior technique. How does this always circle back to stoinks? You caught me. How dare you? (laughs) You said the I word, and I went fucking christ this is about rate of return it's so oh my Son god of a bitch. this is a perfect place to stop because it's
0: so funny that you caught that because i thought i was just going to sneak the term in no. and you'd be so invested in our conversation and the metaphor that you wouldn't catch it but you caught it you're a bastard fuck you
1: i was in finance <laughs> fuck you i know all the lingo of, oh. of of the money going up and the down and the seesaws and the
0: well you got me well, all right we
1: should sign off what time how how long is this uh, almost
0: an hour 30 126 oh that's great yeah all right all right biden harris 2020
1: i guess